I can just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. Cole, I appreciate everything you did for the Dallas Cowboys. Cole, go get your money. <laughs> I mess up his name. I can't even get this. That's a kitty. That's a kitty. That's a But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not Themyscira. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. A hangman's moose in NASCAR? The only sport that still flies the Confederate flag. Nah. You gotta be kidding me, right? Welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet Earth to this sick show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend in my own mind, Big Day. Talking not only sports, but news of all kinds. Also, welcome to those checking us out on this sick podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Stitcher. Well, I guess now they have found a noose in the garage stall of one Bubba Wallace. Talladega Super Speedway in Lincoln, Alabama on Sunday. Less than two weeks after Wallace, who happens to be NASCAR's one and only black, not colored, black, not Negro, black driver he successfully pushed for the stock car racing series to ban the confederate flag and its tracks and facilities and late in that afternoon NASCAR was made aware that a noose was found in the garage right in the stall of the 43 NASCAR said in a statement we are angry and we are outraged and cannot state strongly enough how seriously we take these heinous acts we have launched an immediate investigation and will do everything we can to identify the person or persons responsible and eliminate them from the sport of NASCAR. As we have stated unequivocally, there is no place for racism in NASCAR. And this act only strengthens our resolve to make the sport open and welcoming to all. 
I remind NASCAR that during every NASCAR race, you fly the Confederate flag. You fly the good old boys flag. You fly the symbol of redneckness at your stadiums. Especially, especially in the South. Bubba Wallace is from Alabama. He has seen racism firsthand before the noose incidents. I'm sure he has. He probably grew up all around racism with racism all around him. And I'm sure this is not the first time like something like this has happened to Bubba Wallace. Especially since he's been in NASCAR. And I know that NASCAR is trying to branch out and they're trying to make it all inclusive. But dang it, NASCAR is, has, and might always be the good old boy circuit I don't care how you slice it there are a bunch and I'm gonna dare say a bunch of necks that can't stand black people I'm sure they're back here and they're talking and they may not do it on camera they may not do it where some audio is at but I'm pretty sure they're back there talking their redneck talking they're talking junk about us black people I'm I'm actually positive absolutely positive these things are taking place the good old boy network it has always been NASCAR thinks it's going to get rid of it let me tell you something people it's going to get worse before it gets better now don't get me wrong I'm not saying that everybody in NASCAR is racist. I'm not saying that. There are some good individuals in there. Richard Petty, for one. Class act all the way. Richard Petty has always been a class act. Bubba Wallace said and told the AP this will not break me I will not give in nor will I back down and he tweeted this out after the incident at Talladega on Sunday the icon I talked about earlier Richard Petty said in a statement that he was incredibly saddened by the act 
Today's a despicable act of racism and hatred. It leaves me incredibly saddened and serves as a painful reminder of how much further we have to go as a society and how persistent we must be in the fight against racism. This is what Bubba Wallace wrote on Twitter. Over the last several weeks, I have been overwhelmed by the support from people across NASCAR, the industry, including other drivers and team members in the garage. Together, our sport has made a commitment to driving real change and championing a community that is accepting and welcoming of everyone. Nothing is more important, and we will not be deterred by the reprehensible actions of those who seek to spread hate. As my mother told me today, they are just trying to scare you. This will not break me. I will not give in, nor will I back down. I will continue to proudly stand for what I believe in. You go, Bubba. Kudos to you, Bubba. Absolutely, you are not going to step down. You are not going to back down. You are not going to stop stop racing. You know what would hurt them really, really bad? Win the Talladega. Run past all of them and win. Matter of fact, win, 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 no matter what, what. Stake your claim, Bubba. And do your thing, Bubba. Because we are absolutely behind you right here on this sick show. And the BGC Sports Network is absolutely behind you. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey said in a statement, I am shocked and appalled to hear of yesterday's vile act against Bubba Wallace in Talladega. There is no place for this disgusting display of hatred in our state. This is the governor of Alabama. Michael McDowell, who drives the number 34-4, tweeted, God, help us. The level of evil it takes to do something like this is disgusting. This is enraging and heartbreaking all at the same time. Even LeBron James got in on it. Sickening at Bubba Wallace, my brother. No, you don't stand alone. I'm right here with you as well as every other athlete. I just want to continue to say how proud I am of you for continuing to take a stand for change here in America and sports. At NASCAR, I salute you as well. And probably the biggest voice of all was Dale Earnhardt Jr. Who right now is one among the nominees of NASCAR's next Hall of Fame class and he said I hope Bubba wins I hope Bubba wins there should be a cry all across the stands in NASCAR win Bubba win win Bubba win win Bubba win 
let me let me say this because I know I'm getting closer to the break and I'm gonna have to break this down real quickly before we go to the break. But let just let me say this. Let me get a little more closer to the mic so you can understand me a little bit better. Hey, racist people, have you not been watching the news? Do you not recognize this is a brand new day in America? Have you not been seeing the protests? Have you not been watching? Have you not noticed that now the spirit of justice is crying out in the land? And now we're not going backwards anymore. Do you not realize that all of this stuff that's going forward, this momentum that we have now is not going to stop and we are not going to stop until racism is eliminated from the American culture? All of you racist rednecks out there. I have to put the term racist rednecks because not all rednecks are racist. Yes, I said it because I'm from West Virginia and I grew up around a lot of rednecks. Not all of them are racist. Yes, they have some prejudices, but so does every ethnic background on the planet. But this is a brand new day and you need to stop acting like you don't see it happening in front of you. Police officers who are out there still choking individuals, you need to stop because people are not going to let you choke anybody anymore. It's a brand new day. Do you not see? Have you not realized? Do you not even recognize or do you think it's going to continue? Par for the course. I'm sorry I started this first segment of this sick show a little upset and I know you can probably hear it in my voice but I can't stand foolishness you better get it together people there's more people out there crying out for justice right now than it's ever been and justice is going to come to this land just watch and see and hopefully we won't have to have any type of bloodshed whatsoever in order to get it. When we come back, we got to talk about something very interesting that's happened in the NBA. And Ed Davis had something to say reacting to Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard on last week. So I want to get into that. When we come back, don't go anywhere because it ain't going to do nothing but get better right here on this sick show. Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part one of this sick show. With all that is going on in the world right now, we know you might have some questions and we know we got some questions and opinions. And guess what? 
We're going to handle it. That's why we're meeting on this Saturday, June 27th at 3 p.m. at TJ's Catfish and Wings in Arlington to kick the narrative as we broadcast live on Facebook and discuss systemic racism, police brutality, and what role or what is our role in changing policies and the narrative going forward. It's called Kick the Narrative. It's going to be live Saturday, June 27th at 3 p.m. at TJ's Catfish and Wings. It's going to be broadcast live on Facebook. And yes, your opinions do matter, so make sure you hit us up on Facebook while it is going on right here on the station where black lives absolutely matter. We are the BGC Sports Network. All right. I wanted to talk in this second segment about the NBA getting ready to restart their season. The tentative date is July 31st. And there were a couple of NBA stars that came out and had something to say about it. Um, Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard, and they expressed their support for uh, the possibility of not playing for the rest of the NBA season, which it would make some sense in a way because we're late in the game when it comes to the NBA. NBA should have already been playing, but we know because of COVID, COVID, the pandemic um, shut everything down. The whole world shut down on March 12th. And they're, they're trying to play the season. They're trying to make sure people play, get paid in the whole nine. Well, the Utah Jazz forward, Ed Davis, had a reaction to what Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard had to say. And Davis told Hoop Hoops Hype on Monday, and this was last Monday, that it's easy for guys like Kyrie and Dwight to suggest that uh, the season needs to be put to bed let's don't worry about it let's go on do our thing you know and we'll see you next season because of the type of money they make it's easy for a guy like Kyrie Irving to say that he'll give everything back but you know would he really give it back no I'm, I'm saying that that's my quote no it's easy for Dwight Howard to say that uh, we don't need to play when he's in Atlanta and, and he's in a $20 million mansion. That's what Davis said. But Davis went on to say, but there are other guys on the rosters who need this money to provide for whoever they're taking care of and things like that. And it's easy for the superstars in the league to say, um, hey, you know, we, we'll just go on and not play. We ain't worried about it. You know, we'll pick it up next year. But it, le- it means a lot more to those, you know, when it comes to the role players and the guys that, you know, are not the superstars. There are so many different perspectives because there are so many different levels in the NBA. Now, Davis, who has played 10 seasons in the league, said for him, it's not about the money because he's already played for so long. But he said, basically, I'm on the back end of my career and I've made enough money. So it's not really about the money, but it's more about the future. You know, guys like Donovan Mitchell, who's looking at one hundred sixty million dollars. You know, he might only get 
90 mil if the cap drops. Now Irving and Howard were, you know, a couple of handful of players who have expressed concerns about playing, you know, mid the coronavirus pandemic. You know, with all the protests against racial injustice going on, I don't blame them. According to Stadium, Irving led a conference call with about 80 players or more, including Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony. Irving reportedly didn't express support continuing the season uh, in Orlando. And that's where they're basically going to do because the NBA has worked out a deal with Disney, which just works right into Disney. And Disney is, can I say this? Disney is some smart mofos. If I can say mofo. Can I say mofo? Mofo, I mean, mofo is clear. I mean, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. But Disney is smart. Get all those players in Orlando. And I heard that some kind of deal is coming down. Uh, matter of fact, my boy, uh, my man, Charles Boyd, who you heard right before this sick show, told me that they're offering to bring their families out there. Their families get to, you know, go to the premieres of movies that we don't even know about for free. Families get to lodge a Disney. The families will be the only ones in the park. They're going to be having all kinds of fun. It's a win-win for every basketball player that wants to play this season if they go back for their families. Their families will be like, sure, we'll post up at Disney. Hey, me and Mickey kicking it. Me and Minnie, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Me and Dollar just hang out. Me and Pluto just run through the park all day long. There are so many reasons for the NBA to, you know, start back and go to Orlando and Disneyland. So I know they're working on the contracts right now. It's probably signed right as I'm talking about this. My concern is this, y'all. Now, I'm, I'm really going to, I'm going to sit up because I've been laying back a little bit, but I'm going to sit up on this one. Here's my concern. We're already seeing an uptick in coronavirus cases, whereas we had leveled off, it looked like we were going back down. And I understand that 45 is saying it's because we're doing more testing. And I understand that 45, according to CNN, said something like, stop the testing. Which is absolutely What's the word I want to use Ludicrous Nah That might be a little bit too hard Um Naive Nah that's not the word How about stupid It's actually Stupid Because we need to know Who got it and who ain't so, we're seeing an uptick in cases. People are still 
dying, folks. It ain't like people took a vacation on dying. Hey, hey I'm just not going to just die this month. I'm going to wait till next month to die after vacation. That ain't how it's going down. And I understand the NBA, you know, having some, like, you know, hey, I really don't know about us going back, you know, having some apprehension. I, I don't know about us going back and playing, but here's the deal. If they do do it, you've got to start out. Number one, it's only going to be able to be required media in that facility. If they play inside Now I haven't heard All the details on this I know somebody suggested That they played outside Which Wouldn't that be cool To see the NBA Playing outside Like street ball Like we did back in the day That would be the bomb More than likely They're going to be In a stadium They're going to be playing You're going to have Like I said The media that needs to be there Certain media is not going to be able to be there. Hopefully, all media can be represented. But, some media is going to be there. You got to have the crew that comes with the NBA players. The crew that, you know, keeps the balls inflated. Washes the jerseys. Uh, equipment managers is what they're called then you gotta buy by not the players but the family's gonna have to buy by the six but while they're in the stands there's not gonna be a home court advantage if you think about it not gonna be a home court advantage Here's something that I I want to put into the the mix. There is a way to have a home court advantage, and and here's another thing they're they're talking about doing: changing the floor over for each team. Are you kidding me? Just have Mickey in the middle of that sucker. Put the NBA logo on there somewhere. Put the NBA playoffs. And have Mickey Mouse in the middle. With his big old ears. Put maybe, you know, some some uh, banners up electronically. So we can see what team is the home team. And then, you know, make the home team wear white. Disney team colors There's a way to do this And make it simple So you know You don't have to change A floor over every time Somebody plays Are you kidding me So they can have Home court advantage That would be insane To me it's more of Simplify Simplify And yes Simplify. Don't get caught up in the hype. Don't worry about <laughs> home court advantage. Now, here's what they could do. They could take some actual pre-recorded 
crowd noise because I know they do this in the different stadiums because they have a different input into the board because there's mics in the stadium to catch the crowd noise. And on one side, they could put like, you know, the Boston Celtics crowd. Let Boston be home. And whoever controls the crowd, put it on some hot keys on your software. When the basket goes in, ah, crowd goes wild. When there's a foul that you don't like, it's, it's real easy to do. You can actually put You know what I'm not going to do it Because I'm going to give something away Which I really want I, I would probably need to be paid for I'm going to go ahead and uh, Talk to the trademark office I'm going to trademark this idea But there's a way to do it There's a way To have home court advantage Think about it The Seattle Seahawks I mean you know they practice with their crowd noise. <sighs> they practice. They're used to it. When the crowd is yelling, D-Rush, D-Rush, and they're just loud. They're used to it. There's a way to do it. And it can be done in excellence but I do understand what Ed Davis was saying to get back to that because you know there are those individuals who don't have them and who can't afford to be off for the rest of the season they just can't do it if I was the NBA teams especially um, if you were going to take the rest of the season off I would go ahead and pay the ones that you know need the money that they need to be paid just pay them but then the superstars would start acting up and say, why you pay them and, and, and you don't want to pay us? We the one taking the hit. Shut it. Just shut it. You got enough freaking money to live on. Shoot, you can live on the interest alone. The amount of millions you make. This joker's played in the NBA, they ain't making a million. They probably close, 600,000, 700,000, 800,000. I don't know. I got to ask Dion Bronis because Prime is the one with the prime numbers. He knows those numbers. Matter of fact, I wish I had him on right now. Shout out to the other prime time, Dion Bronis. You can hear him on this station. On the weekends, on the nines and threes, Prime Project. But those who are making, let's say, under a mil or making under five mil a year pay them mo foes you can do that guarantee their money those that are making 20 30 40 50 mil a year no you got enough Live off the interest. Live off your shoe deals. Because I've never seen a bench player with a shoe deal. Have you? 
I've never seen a bitch player with a shoe deal. You might see them shooting in the background in a Powerade commercial or something like that, but they don't have a Powerade deal where they sucking down the Powerade talking about obey your thirst or whatever that goes with. I don't know what the heck. Gatorade, whatever that is, obey your thirst. You don't see bench warmers with lucrative contract agreements. It just does not happen. It doesn't happen. So, I agree with Ed Davis. I'm like, no, you know what? Those that need to play, the season is coming back. And unless Corona gets just so bad again that we got to shut everything, that would be horrible if we have to shut everything down because people aren't doing what they're doing. And now we got to shut back down again. That would be horrible. So hopefully... That's not going to be the case going forward. All right. Enough of the NBA. I want to talk about something that I read about Deion Sanders and Antonio Brown, and I thought this needed to be highlighted and talked about. When we come back, we're going to jump right in the middle of it. Right here on this show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part trade of This Sick Show. BGC Big Deals just became amazing. Introducing amazing Amazon deals with amazing savings. Virtually on everything. Just go to BGCSports.net and click on the amazing Amazon deals page and absolutely take advantage of the deals being offered by Amazon. From the station that might need to change its name to amazing, we are the BGC Sports. Amazing! Network. This just in the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is advising consumers not to use hand sanitizer products manufactured by Esk Biochem SA due to the potential presence of a toxic chemical. The FDA has discovered methanol a substance that can be toxic when absorbed through the skin or ingested in samples of lavar gel and clean care no germ hand sanitizers both produced by the mexican company called esk bio kim so do not use according to the cdc lavar gel and clean care, no germ. Hand sanitizers, both produced by Esk Biochem. CNN said that they requested 
a comment, but nobody responded from Esk Bio Kim. Make sure you don't mess with those. Oh, and there's one more all clean hand sanitizer. The good gel antibacterial gel hand sanitizer. So go to CNN or the CDC to look up Esk Biochem. Look up this alert and do not purchase that product because the CDC is warning that the methanol can soak in through the skin. And I know this to be correct from this simple point of view. I have um, some topical gel that I put on. It was subscribed to me by my doctor for my knee because, you know, I got this arthritis, you know, bothering my knee and everything, getting kind of old here. So I had to go ahead, break down, get the gel. That gel soaks in. And let me tell you something. Boy, when this knee is hurting, especially like it's hurting now, I don't have it at my desk. I rub that gel in and total victory. So I know how this stuff can get in through your skin. And that was the one thing they wanted it to penetrate my skin, but not get into my bloodstream. So it's pretty smart what doctors and scientists, medical people can do these days. I wanted to talk to you about a story that had been reported by Bleacher. This was a couple of weeks ago. Um, Pro Football Hall of Famer Deion Sanders was spotted over a couple of weeks ago, like I said, working with Antonio Brown. AB, you know, the one that was having those problems at the end of the NFL year and ended up not being with the team. Went from one team to another team, started one game, and then he was gone after that. Woo! Don't make no sense. But anyway, a video shared to social media show Sanders talking to Brown and opening up about how when he hit rock bottom, he became suicidal. Sanders told Brown he was too wrapped up in being prime time. He said, quote, <coughs> excuse me, I was suicidal, dog. I almost did that thing. Sanders told Bleacher Report in a video, he said, I tried to do that thing because I couldn't handle that. I got to an emotional low, a devastation of personal things going on, and I couldn't handle it. And I'm glad and thankful you ain't never tried to check out. According to the undefeated, Sanders recounted his suicide attempt in his autobiography. <coughs> Excuse me once again. Power, money, and sex. How success almost ruined my life. He wrote that he survived a 30 to 40 foot drop without suffering any injuries. Hold on a second. I got a tickle in my throat. 
Excuse me. He said, I finally got on my knees and I gave it all to the Lord. Slowly but surely, I had to deal with my faith, deal with my strength. I had to get a lot of word in so that I could fight off the enemy. I wouldn't be where I'm at today without my faith. People argue about what faith is and who Jesus is, but it works for me. I'm not going to sit here and argue about who is what and what is what. I'm just going to say it works for me. Now, of course, you know, Antonio Brown has had 12 months of all kinds of allegations going on against him. Sexual assault, rape allegations. He was also arrested for allegedly punching a mover near his Florida home, which we talked about here on this sick show. He recently reached a deal with the Broward County prosecutors on charges of burglary with battery. Burglary of an unoccupied conveyance and criminal mischief related to the January 24th or 21st incident with the moving truck driver. In addition to two years of probation, Brown will undergo a psychological evaluation and follow-up treatment and attend an anger management course before one hour 100 hours of community service and follow a stay away order from the truck driver and the moving company owner. This is what I was saying the whole time. Antonio Brown was going through this up and down situation. When he wanted to get away from the Raiders. And he takes off running says, Mama, they let me go. They let me go. Okay, I was like, yeah, you're happy because they let you go. But then they had all this money laid aside for you. And you didn't want to play. You said it was because your helmet. First, it was your toe or your foot. Then it was your helmet. Then you wanted to be traded. And then you get out of the situation and get with the New England Patriots with the great one. Hey, baby, you played first game, had an outstanding game. I think you played two games and played one more game. Wasn't that outstanding, but I mean, you know, it's Antonio Brown. And then you wrote something to your ex talking about doing something crazy to her and her child. And next thing you know, you're kicked off the New England Patriots. And like I said in that show, if you can't make it with the Patriots, and Yoda Belichick you don't need to be in the National Football League to begin with and my biggest thing I said to everybody me and Charles Boyd and I debated this me and another dude who used to be here but ain't here no more I'd laugh at that, but I'm so sorry. I got preoccupied. We talked about this. There's something mentally wrong with Antonio Brown. Something had snapped up there. And we were saying that Antonio needed help. 
we were saying that Antonio had flipped out. We had said someone needs to talk to him to help this young man because he does not need to be in a situation where he ends up taking his life. Just by the way he left Pittsburgh. The way he was acting on the sidelines with Big Ben. When you got a problem with Mike Tomlin, do something wrong. Mike Tomlin is a player's coach. Mike Tomlin wants you to be successful. Tomlin wants you to be successful. Mike Tomlin can take anybody and make them play up to their potential. When he wanted out of Pittsburgh, I said this was what was going on with him. We saw it coming when he was taping the meeting. And he was supposed to be in there sitting there listening. He taping the meeting. Putting it out on social media. AB needs help. He needs to get help. And I'm so glad that the Hall of Famer, Deion Sanders, the real prime time, not the other prime time, but the prime time. I almost say real because I'm not knocking the other, but the prime time. Talk to him about it. Because when it's coming from somebody like Deion Sanders, who has been there, it's the real deal. It's real talk. And those of you who are out there who might be listening to this show and you heard what Deion said through this medium, you need to take it into consideration. When you get to believe in your own hype and nobody else believes your hype you're in a bad position when you get to thinking that it's all about you and it's not about anybody else but you you're in a bad place When you can't do any wrong or you think you can't be called to the carpet or you're not going to get in trouble for it because you're untouchable, you're in a bad place. When you think that you're above the law and you could just say what you want to say without any repercussions whatsoever, you need some help. When you think that you can just treat anybody the way that you want to treat them, when you think you could just send tear gas into a crowd just so you can do a photo op when you think that you are above God oh wow wow you see how I seamlessly transitioned into Donald Trump did you see how easy it was to transition into him you need help 
and I pray Antonio Brown, who's a definite first ballot Hall of Famer, bro, gets the help that he needs. Get refocused, get back into the NFL, and do your thing. Because we've been seeing you. We miss watching the greatness of Antonio Brown. But he needs to get some help. And I'm absolutely in his corner when it comes to getting help. And then after you get help, AB, for your problem, please reach out to 45 and help that. Coming up next The hashtag brothers of baseball Right here on the BGC Sports Network And thank you for listening and tuning in To this Sick Show Sick